0: Hey guys, this episode of the podcast is going to be my response or my hot takes to Bernie Sanders' comments to Anderson Cooper last Sunday. So about a week before this is being recorded, where he defended his prior praise of Fidel Castro. And he also defended the social merits of the Cuban Revolution. So this is mainly hearkening back to a 1985 interview where Sanders was saying that Fidel Castro, after taking power in Cuba, transformed Cuban society. And then he goes on to also tout the laurels of of the revolution. And so you'll see in the podcast, but I really break this up into two issues. And and you'll see, I don't want to give too much away before we jump into the episode. But what I've also done is I've written an article. So if you enjoy reading as much as you enjoy listening, you can follow me on Medium.com. Medium.com. Every topic that I try to cover through the podcast or through other forms, I usually try to condense into a pretty comprehensive blog post as well, just because I know there's a lot of people out there that enjoy reading and that's when I can really get nitty gritty into the facts because it's very research based. So before jumping into the episode, the reason why I tell you that is, yes, if you enjoy reading, go follow me on Medium. But also, I want to read you some statistics that have to do with the social merits of the Cuban Revolution that Bernie praised. And they are as follows. So, first, I want to talk about literacy really quick. So, in 1950, nearly a decade before Fidel's rise to power, Cuba boasted one of the highest literacy rates in Latin America, according to UNESCO. At nearly 78%, Cuba was on par with Costa Rica and Chile two of the most successful countries in Latin America today that also currently boast nearly 100% literacy, except without the loss of basic human freedoms, economic strife, and communist indoctrination. And then healthcare, um, that's another unfortunate reality as well, because if we look at the statistics before the revolution, let me just find them here. This was done by... So there's this researcher and a Cuba specialist named Carmelo Mesalago at the University of Pittsburgh, and he's compiled this research that really paints a picture of Cuban healthcare prior to the revolution. And his research shows that Cuba actually led Latin America in low infant mortality through most of the 1950s. And Cuba also led nearly all countries in the region in life expectancy in 1959. And so based on official statistics published by the Cuban government, which a lot of people say They're not credible because of the communist nature of the government. Life expectancy in Cuba today is essentially the same as it is in flourishing Costa Rica and Chile, to go back to those. And those are two countries that Cuba exceeded in life expectancy in 1960 by two years and seven years, respectively. So uh, the data really, it's not that the society needed to be completely overhauled to make the strides that it made. But really what I'll argue in this episode is more so the big picture that the fruits of the revolution, the fruits of the Cuban revolution are rotten because they basically don't serve the people that they were intended to serve. And so basically notwithstanding any of this stuff, there's still real problems with the merits of the revolution socially. That's my argument, but I know that people like to get into the nitty gritty, into the, the stats. And I personally am, am trying to say, look, don't lose the force for the trees here. But if you do care about the trees, the trees being the data, these are the numbers and the numbers don't lie. So again, if you guys enjoy reading, check me out on Medium. But with that, I hope you enjoy this episode of the podcast, Mi gente. Get ready because you are tuned into CubaCast. All right, Mi gente, what's up? You guys have been asking for it. So, this episode is going to be all about Bernie Sanders' Sunday night interview on 60 Minutes, where he defended his former praise of Fidel Castro. And he said that everything about the, revolu- the Cuban Revolution is not all bad. That was his uh, quote there. And so, although this is incredibly difficult to do, I'm gonna to try to break these comments that he made up into two parts, because one is really subjective and the other's objective and can be assessed more objectively. The first thing we have is Bernie Sanders' praise for Fidel Castro. You know, he went on to tell Anderson Cooper in the interview that he does not support murderous dictators like Kim Jong-un and that Putin is not a friend, but he did not say these things about Fidel. It's known that he uh, really admires Fidel, idolizes Fidel, And, um, you know, again, this is the subjective part, but here's my opinion on it. I think that any support for an authoritarian, narcissistic dictator like Fidel Castro is completely reprehensible. This is a guy who um, murdered innocent people, fusilaban a gente after the it was revolutionary justice, and they would line them up, firing squads would shoot people. Um, You know, this was a guy that really only cared about himself and wanted to just plunder Cuba. He, there's, you know, countless human rights abuses, other thousands of other dissidents jailed. uh, He reneged on so many promises. He withheld free elections. So if you're praising this guy in, this is number one, this is a, as a democratic presidential candidate, this is completely disrespectful to the million and a half Cubans that live in Florida, which is a state that you're trying to win. And uh, so it, it just looks bad and Honestly, I, I, I think it's reprehensible, and again, this is a subjective part, so uh, it sounds repetitive, but there's really not much that I can say here. The other part is that he defended the social merits of the Cuban Revolution. So this ties into another theme that I write about frequently, which is that the fruits of the Cuban Revolution are rotten. Because a lot of people say the fruits of the revolution, the fruits of the revolution. I say they're rotten. This does not deny that they exist, they do exist, but they are rotten and they are rotten because they no longer serve the people that they were intended to, to serve. And so let's talk about some of the things that actually happened and some of the things that Bernie Sanders defended. Bernie Sanders defended free education and free healthcare uh, among the laurels of the revolution that, um, you know, he, those are the, the the bright spots in it, he said. And yeah, that's all fine and good. but. When you look at it, I I don't even want to get bogged down in the details of how Cuba's literacy rate was pretty high compared to a lot of other countries before the revolution and then how it was almost 100% after or how Castro could have used the, you know, he shut down private schools and a lot of people say that he used the literacy campaign just as a tool to brainwash people because that came with a lot of revolutionary education and so it was a little one-sided in that way. But just to get beyond all that, I wrote an article called Havana versus La Habana, of the two realities that exist within Cuba, and it's where I first talk about the fruits of the Cuban Revolution being rotten. What I mean is that these fruits are not serving the people anymore. So basically, what's the point of having a population that is very well-educated and everybody has free, albeit very poor quality, healthcare, because when it's free, the quality is going to suffer. You know, price goes down, quality suffers. So, you have a very smart, very educated population. Cuba is excellent at developing human capital and then exporting that human capital overseas. They do nothing to keep the capital there. They create a smart population, um, sorry, an educated population, a healthy population, and then neither of those things translate to a higher standard of living. So, why are we even getting bogged down in these details? With education, you can't really earn a decent wage in Cuba unless you work within the private sector and that's very small and that is not very tied to education you know you're better off being a taxi driver as opposed to a doctor because then you'd only be then you're making more than as a doctor who's making about 25 bucks a month like maybe max you know um and with the theme of doctors look there's not enough doctors per capita in Cuba for the Cuban people they're using Soviet era tools and, and machinery Yes, they do a lot of research, and they educate their doctors well, and then they export them abroad to promote their international image. So, you know, Cuban people are suffering because doctors are stealing from their practices, selling things on the black market. They're not showing up to work because they're getting paid either way. The quality is going down. They have very old tools and equipment. Um, And so the quality is bad. Nothing translates to a higher standard of living. And isn't that what we're talking about here? Isn't that the point? Who cares if you can read, if you can't? put food on the table for your family. And so on the one hand, just to recap, Bernie's defense of Fidel Castro, morally reprehensible, terrible, in my opinion, horrible for, if you're trying to win Florida where the Cuban exile community largely lives. Secondly, is this theme of not everything about the Cuban revolution was all bad, mainly healthcare and education. My opinion there, the fruits of the revolution exist, but they're rotten. All right, mi gente, I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Cubacast. If you did, please be sure to share the podcast with someone who you think might be interested in it. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. And if you can, please leave me a review on iTunes. It means so much. It really helps me bring the podcast to more people. I'm hustling hard right now trying to bring you guys the best content. And those three things, a subscribe, a share, and a review mean the absolute world to me. All right, mi gente, Cubacast returns soon. Until then, Be well, besitos y abrazos y mucho amor.